Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. All right, everybody, it is Steve with The Rogue Scholar. Folks, MMT is all over the news, and we cover it here very extensively, of course. MMT is just getting shellacked everywhere we go. And you figure, why in the world would everybody be so opposed to an economic theory that provides freedom, that allows us to understand the system, that shreds the myths that the uh, establishment oligarchs have been telling us for a very, very long time? Why in the world? would everybody be so opposed to MMT? You know, it it brings me back to something I did earlier today where I laid out all the different cases for what different groups had an interest in blocking knowledge or making MMT, modern monetary theory, look like it's craziness, right? So you've got the military-industrial complex that, if they know that you've got the ability to provide a federal job guarantee, what do you think that does to military recruiting? What do you think the ability to recruit poor black and brown people, people that have fallen hard on their luck, what do you think it does when they don't have to just go into the military and offer up their life for an opportunity to make a little something more of themselves? That's a very, very powerful incentive, if you will. Um, to block modern monetary theory, right? And you think about big agriculture. Right now, the U.S. government pays many farmers to not farm. They pay them huge amounts of money to simply own the land and not farm it. I'm not even joking. Why do you think they would be uncomfortable unveiling what the federal government can do with money when it can just pay them to do nothing. Remember, folks, to pay them to do nothing, to leave the land as it is, just to pay them and keep them going. It's not a bad deal if you can get it, is it? And you look at healthcare. Why do you think healthcare professionals and stuff don't want this to be known? Well, if they know that everybody can have this stuff, I think in some case, I think the rank and file people simply understand that the system couldn't handle the sheer volume of people coming through because we've understaffed and under infrastructured our healthcare system to a a great degree. But the powers that be over top, the reason why they don't want that is because quite frankly, they like having control. They don't want you to be able to make choices other than them. They don't want, they want to be able to negotiate a million different ways to make money. And by Medicare, by doing it one way, They really do kind of say, no, you're going to do it this way, and that's the only way you'll be doing it. So they lose their ability to control markets and to uh, capitalize more off of us. Even though they still capitalize, it wouldn't be nearly as strong a pull. 
But then you look at media. Why do you think media doesn't want to cover MMT? Well, media has a bias. They have an interest. They want to protect the elite, the powerful. Well, why do the powerful not want to hear about MMT? Why do they think they hate MMT? Well, they hate MMT because when you understand that the government can create currency and does create currency every single time, it's not sometimes, it's all the time. When you realize that they do it, well, then that means that the rich aren't our gods, that we don't have to bow and worship to the wealthy anymore because we know that the government for and by the people can take care of the people without even asking for Bill Gates's money, without even asking for Bezos to pay his fair share. We can pay for anything we need in spite of them. That's why they don't want it, because the only thing that a rich person doesn't have is God status. They want their face carved in Mount Rushmore. They want to be a God on this earth. And the only way to do that is to have all the things that they could say, see, I'm so generous. That's one of the reasons. But then you look at why do politicians not support MMT? Well, politicians themselves, aspiring politicians, before the taint, aspiring ones are like, hey, I, I won't get elected if I've got to rely on a, a theory that most people don't understand. I have to go with the messaging that people understand or they're not going to elect me. Okay, I can kind of buy that to some extent. That's on us. We haven't done our job to present this stuff out there. But as you see, we've already got a lot of powers that be against us, so it's a pretty tough slog with only a small handful of revolutionary thinkers, right? But then you ask yourself, well, why is the regular already embedded politicians against this? Well, you got to know they are owned by lobbyists. They are owned by the banking industry. They are owned by the power elite. And what happens to the banking industry if you and I don't have to take out private debts because our basic needs are cared for and taken care of by the government for and by the people, by and for the people, however you want to say it. The reason why, and this is what grates my nerves when people throw out that 97% of cash in the economy is bank money, whatever that means, right? It's loans. In other words, people have taken loans out to fill the economy up with activity since the government isn't spending. So if you want that dynamic to change, you have to get a government in there that's willing to spend on the people, and that will shrink the amount of bank money in the economy. But what is different about bank money than regular government spent into the economy money? Well, bank money has to be paid back, so it's gone. So that means they got to constantly be bringing in new loans, new debt, new debt, new debt. And if there's no new debt to be had, the banks start drying up, their balance sheets start drying up, right? So there's so many haters out there. And, and let's talk about alternative media and why they don't cover this stuff, why they're against it typically. Well, they're so focused on Bitcoin, they can't get out of their own way. They can't get out of their own freaking way. Bitcoin is their deal. And so now that they've invested themselves heavily into a neoliberal Ponzi scheme of Bitcoin, the idea of talking about MMT, which is for all of us, we the people, once again, yeah, they're, they're, they're out of sorts there, aren't they? One, one is an investor-grade, retrograde, talking about invest in the latest doge, invest, invest, right? Pump, 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 and dump, 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 right? They're getting something out of this. Follow the money. You notice when they're nonstop talking about Bitcoin, 
This isn't about giving you a green new deal. Why aren't they talking about that? This isn't about giving you health care. Why aren't they talking about that? Even when they talk about important things like student debt, they're still talking about shitcoin. You see what I mean? They, they, they don't understand economics and they don't want to be the one that doesn't know. So rather than address this, they just skip it. Or when they do, they have it on for a few minutes and they're right back to talking about debasing the currency and other shit. So they got a likes and clicks issue also where the people don't understand it. They like to hear about crypto because everyone is starving and they figure crypto is the way to go. So what do they do? They start talking about crypto instead of MMT once again. But ultimately, we have everyone from the orthodox economists. Why do you think the orthodox economists are against MMT? Well, orthodox economists have 30 plus years, maybe 50 years of of writings and education that they have invested themselves in teaching, which is mysticism and lies. Their entire careers are based on making MMT not relevant. Their entire purpose in life would be invalidated if MMT was correct. So they're pushing back. Now, there's some people out there more, more gracious than I, more, more uh, Pollyanna than I, who think they just simply don't know. They just don't know, but they do know. In fact, you can see the Academy keeps this stuff out of all the Orthodox journals. It keeps it out of the classroom. It keeps it out of everything. In fact, if you go and search online right now here, let's go ahead and look at this. If you go online and you look at this stuff, this is going to kind of blow you away. This right here is just a basic search. This is a basic search on MMT. If you look, I'll make it real big so you can see it. Modern monetary theory, what do they got? You got Wikipedia at the top. You've got a business insider. This is just MMT. Investopedia. Wiki. Why is modern monetary theory wrong? How do you, you see what I'm saying? Like none of this, this is just a basic thing. And look at this, the top stories. How money printing turned fashionable. Well, that's not MMT. Inflation comes from the Fed contra modern monetary. That's not true. That's a lie. Real modern monetary theory has never been tried. Uh, okay, well, MMT is not something you try, okay? Sorry. Modern monetary theory got a pandemic trial. Inflation is now testing it. We've read that before, but even that is a hit. You come through here. And none of this, you see none of these things, not one of these things is from the experts, not one of them, until you get, no, you're still not there. What is this money, U.S. News, Wall Street Journal? All of this stuff right here is what you get when you search MMT. None of this is the MMT scholars. None of this is their work, none of it. Then you go on MMT critiques. <laughs> And you can see clearly, once again, no, this is an MMT theories moment. Modern my theory is just another fad without blah, blah, blah. The loudest critics come from economists who share many of the same policy goals of heavy federal spending and universal job guarantee, et cetera. But, you know, and, and so ultimately we are surrounded, absolutely surrounded by misinformation. And you've got to ask yourself why. Jason Furman has been out there literally taking pot shot after pot shot after pot shot at MMT. His, his, his statements are so fraudulent. Jacobin Magazine, Matt Bruning, 
constant bullshit critiques, false critiques of MMT. None of them are of any value whatsoever other than showing these people's ass. They literally are not even reading from the material. They're not even quoting the material. They're not even engaging in good faith. What could possibly be the motivation? Why does Richard Wolf constantly butcher MMT? Why does Chris Hedges still talk about the petrodollar and all these other nonsensical things when he talks? Great guy, smart as a whip, dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to economics. Why is that? And folks, what I've come to believe is that this is not just an innocent fraud. Sorry. I love Warren Mosler. And I know Warren knows these people know the story. And he's got lots of really, really interesting backroom stories about people who know the truth but won't say the truth in public. They won't say the truth in public. But when you think about this, I want you to think for a minute. If your entire career is based on lies about the national debt, your entire career is based on fix the debt, the Pete Peterson Foundation. If you look at the Pete Peterson Foundation, let's pull this up for a minute. See if I can get this up on here. Let's go ahead and share the screen. I'm going to search Pete Peterson Foundation. And if I go here and I scroll this up, Our mission is to increase public awareness of the nature and urgency of the key fiscal challenges threatening America's future to accelerate action on them. To address these challenges successfully, we work to bring Americans together to find and implement sensible long-term solutions that transcend age, party lines, and ideological divides. America's economic strength is closely tied to our fiscal outlook. A strong fiscal foundation is essential for a healthy economy. Okay, these are the fix the debt people, folks. These are the fix the debt people. Comprehensive plans. They want to literally privatize everything. If I go in here to fiscal drivers, key drivers of the national debt, look at this. America's unsustainable fiscal outlook is the result of a structural mismatch between the amount of revenues that the federal government collects and the amount of spending promised under current law. Federal spending driven by rising healthcare costs, demographics, and interest payments on national debt is paired with revenues that are insufficient to meet the commitments that have been made. And then they come in here and they've got all these really slick training classes, resource library, you name it, okay? And they sit there and talk about the Congressional Budget Office projects this federal spending will climb Blah, blah, blah. Okay. These people are liars. This right here, these people are rich as fuck, too. Let me tell you, they have got some of the most, the most impressive list of people on their, their list. Now, let's see if we can find, let's go through here and see if we can find who are the people that we know at there. There's the board of Pete Peterson dead, not one of those people you miss. Joanne Cooney, the, the Michael Peterson. You start looking, Jeff Holland, Mira Sung, Susan Tanaka, uh, Loretta Uccelli, Steve Wan. 
And then you start looking, Robert Rubin. Oh my God, Robert Rubin was key to the collapse of the freaking uh, real estate market back in 2008, 2009. Rubin was key on that shit. William Brady. And the list is super long. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the people that are in here. Richard Plepler, Cheryl Sandberg. Look at that, Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook. Anyway, they got all these people. Well, guess what? If I go in here, let me, this is going to blow you away, but I'm going to show you anyway. Nancy Pelosi, Pete Peterson. Yeah, there you go. Pelosi floor speech in honor of the late Pete Peterson. Her statement. Let's read her statement on the passing of Pete Peterson, the biggest debt and deficit hawk there ever was. A murderer, a real honest to God fucking murderer. Okay. Let's read this together just for the shits and giggles. I'm not sure why other alt media don't talk about this. Perhaps they just don't understand or they don't know or it won't get them enough likes and clicks. I'm not sure. But here's Pelosi's statement. This is going back to 18, of course, because he's been dead a few years. It was with great sadness that I learned of the passing of my friend, Pete Peterson. Pete was a clarion voice for fiscal responsibility and strong moral conscience in Washington. Pete was a consummate public citizen who dedicated his life to ensuring strong and sustainable economic growth. Whether serving in government or at the helm of think tanks, he was never afraid to speak truth to power. <laughs> yes, what a, <laughs> what a fuck. A truth to power. He is the power. He was the power. He's <laughs> anyway, his prophetic voice on the unsustainable trajectory of the debt was invaluable for generations of policymakers on both sides of the aisle. In other words, this son of a bitch was the one that is making all of this stuff. The thing, this is what we keep hearing about right here. Both sides of the oil, uh, aisle. The loss of Pete will be deeply felt in Washington and all around the world. May it bring some measure of comfort to his wife, Joan Gans Cooney, and all his loved ones that so many grieve with them during this difficult time. Well, how about this? How about this? How about this, folks? Fuck Pete Peterson and fuck you, Nancy Pelosi, right? Let's just, let's just get it out there on the table. But ultimately, the national debt is nothing more than the sum total of every untaxed dollar in the economy today. That's it. Folks, let's repeat it together. The national debt is nothing more than the sum total of every untaxed dollar in the economy today. From the dawn of time, that is the national debt. So in other words, as the economy grows, it needs more money in it. But it doesn't really matter how much money's in there because they can't really control it anyway. Because if the federal government doesn't spend, the government that has no means to live beyond, the government that creates money out of thin air, if it's not the government spending on the people, guess what it is? It's you and I taking out bank loans to keep the economy going. In other words, they're putting the precarity of the entire nation on you and I, on your children. That's the real debt that can't be paid off. All the years of wasted life that you've been chasing 
the resources to pay your taxes, to pay your bills, all of that. That right there is it. Because if you understand MMT, it doesn't tell you shit. All it tells you is how the economy works. But once you start evaluating decisions made within the economy through an MMT lens, suddenly you start realizing everything that she just read there was full of shit. And if Nancy Pelosi, the head of the Democratic Party in the Congress, the Speaker of the fucking House, is believing that, and Joe Biden believes that, and Donald Trump and others believe that, understand the reason why 97% of all the money in the economy is bank money. Like you've really found something. I found something. This is so important. Look at me. I found it. I found it. I found it. Doesn't mean shit. The economy will implode. It will absolutely be destroyed if the federal government doesn't spend or we don't take out private debt. But if we take out private debt, let's look at this. You and I only have so much debt we can take out. If I try to take out a million dollar loan, how many people do you think are going to take a project manager and say, that guy's good for a million? I'm going to give Homeboy a million dollar loan. Absolutely. And I'm only going to give it to you at like 1% interest because you're a good investment, sir. No, that's not going to happen at all. I probably get tiny little loans and, and never nearly enough. The only kinds of loans that they will give me are the kinds like, you want to go back to school? Absolutely. We will give you 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 a semester. No problem. But you got to pay it back at 8% interest later. And oh, yeah, you can't file bankruptcy to discharge those. So they'll give you that debt. And years ago, when the bubble burst on the housing market, they basically made it so you didn't even have to present an income statement. And what did that allow them to do? It allowed them to inflate the values of the homes. So just like shitcoin, you inflate the value and then everybody sells, everybody dumps it. And guess what happens to property value? Goes, but the people that were in the beginning, they made out like bandits, right? Ponzi scheme. Predatory behaviors, predatory everything, predatory economy. The more these people, every time you see them shit on MMT, know why they're doing it. They're not shitting on it because MMT's stupid. It's magical money theory, magical money tree. It's none of that shit. They're doing that because a lot of you, I'm sorry, with all due respect, when I say you and I say us, if you're not one of these people, do me a grown-up favor and don't own it. It's not you I'm talking about, okay? Don't get a case of the ass or a case of the feels because you hear me talking broadly. If it isn't you, it isn't you, right? But if you do this shit, strap that motherfucker on and own it. And don't get mad at me for pointing it out. Capiche? Cool. That's where I'm at. When you look at how many activists push back on this, you can tell where they're getting their news from, can't you? They're getting it from right-wing sources. 
all these, we got to be friends with the libertarian sources because those are where the Bitcoin stories are told. And what does shitcoin do? Shitcoin in an effort to pump up its values, to make it the place to go. They lie, literally lie. Everybody that says that the U.S. dollar is being debased is lying to you. They're not just, they didn't know better. They're just misguided. They're lying to you. Liars, lying, doing liars bidding, doing what liars do, lying. You cannot debase a free-floating currency. You can't do it. You can't debase a fiat currency. You can debase a commodity-backed currency like a gold standard-based currency. But you cannot debase a free-floating. There's no substance to debase. To debase would be to have a pool of gold. I've talked about so many times. I almost want to do like the good rock bands do and put the mic out to the crowd and let them say it with them, right? But to debase a currency, let's take a, a pie. You slice the pie into eight slices and you assign a dollar to each slice of the pie. Well, what if I slice that 16 slices? Now I have a dollar for that. Did I debase the pie? Yes, I did. Because now a tiny sliver of a slice is what that dollar gets you now. That's not what you do with sovereign free-floating fiat currency, folks. It isn't what you do. And this is why these gold bug fetishers, fetishizers, dwell on the idea of the petrodollar. See, they're still living in a commodity market. They're still living in a pegged currency environment that we haven't been in since 1972, folks. Now, are they misguided or are they simply liars? Or can we quickly identify that they're not listening to decent sources they are going straight to the right-wing libertarian Milton Friedman informed sources. And no, why would you why would you find your information from libertarian sources from that kind of bullshit? Why would you do that if you're a worthful person? If you have value, why would you do that? Why would anyone do that? Because there is a game here at play. These bitcoiners know that if you don't distrust the dollar if you somehow or another think the dollar's going to collapse and we're all going to die if you believe that horse shit then you're willing to buy into their ponzi scheme their right wing sig heil ponzi scheme it's in that moment that you realize that we're not all fighting for the same cause folks now, let's look at the Democrats. Why do you think the Democrats don't support MMT as a whole? Sure, there are a couple people in there. We were lucky enough to get John Yarmouth a couple weeks before he retired to come on board with MMT. But aside from that, the vast majority of people in Congress know about MMT. The Democrats have been schooled continuously on it behind the scenes by advisors. Yet you don't see that kind of informed policy. And I can tell you right now, it's because the constituents don't believe it, number one. And number two, because the more we make life better for we, the people, the less control they have over us because we can make different choices. But when you're living life minute by minute, dollar by dollar in precarity, you are going to take and do whatever the hell they ask you to do. And so this is part of what happened during the great resignation. People had a little bit of breathing room. And they're like, I, I don't want to do this shit anymore, man. I'm, I figured out another way, man. I'm checking out, dude. 
and they realize it and they're like, oh shit, we gotta, we gotta scare everyone back to reminding them about the debt. So what happens? Corporations, they know that if you have the government spend money on we the people, that they're gonna lose in some way. Not lose because ultimately we still have to spend our money for it to get us what we need. But ultimately what ends up happening is, is that we get to choose where we spend our money, right? We get to choose because there's options. They don't like that. That's monopoly power, friends. That's monopoly power. So ultimately, all the hater aid out there for MMT, there is a motive behind it. It makes me depressed, quite frankly, to think and listen to people defend Richard Wolf about MMT. Now, look, Richard Wolf knows all about workplace co-ops. If I want to know about workplace co-ops, I'm going to ask Richard Wolf about workplace co-ops. If I want to know about, you know, MMT, I'm not going to Chris Hedges to ask him for his opinion of MMT. I'm not going to Jimmy Dore to ask him his opinion of MMT. I'm going to Stephanie Kelton, or I'm going to Warren Mosler, or I'm going to Fadal Kaboob, or I'm going to Randy Ray. I'm going to Bill Mitchell. I'm going to the next here, Ron Gray and others. I'm going to the people that work in that space to understand MMT and can describe it in a proper fashion. But I'm not going to Richard Wolf to ask him about MMT. He has no understanding of MMT at all. And why does Richard Wolf butcher MMT so much? Well, previously he had a podcast. He worked with some people in his, uh, I think it was Left Out podcast or something like that. I can't remember what the podcast was. But ultimately, he's in New York, and he, he hangs around with those people, Kelton and them. Other people have gone to lunch with him. He knows MMT. But every time he comes out, it sounds like uh, like you couldn't have, Pete Peterson couldn't give a worse depiction of what MMT is. You know, Rand Paul couldn't give you a worse description of what MMT is. So asking Richard Wolf to be your MMT god is ridiculous. And then you get the fanboys, these sycophants coming. Everything Richard says is good. You should say he knows what he's talking. He knows what he's talking about, about what he's an expert in. And what he's an expert in is fucking microeconomics, not macro, micro. And he's very, very good at workplace uh, democracy. He's very good at co-ops. He's very good at understanding these things. That's his sweet spot. Oh, but Steve, you said something mean about my hero, Richard Wolf. No, I said, stop asking him to answer you why the friggin' San Andreas fault is whatever. He's not a scientist either, folks. He's not a microbiologist. And he's not a macroeconomist. So stop hero worshiping. It's just, it's, it's gross. It's gross. It's gross. Disgusting, in fact. Richard Wolf has his place, and his place is to talk about microeconomics and workplace productivity and workplace democracy and things like that. I really value his input there because I don't ask him to be something he's not. But he continues to put foot in mouth every time he gets on a screen. Instead of doing what I think an academic, a professional like him should do, which is say, you know something? 
my sweet spot is in workplace democracy. But if you really want to understand MMT, let me introduce you to my colleague, Stephanie Kelton. She can explain this to you. This is her area of expertise. But instead, that doesn't happen. And then he goes on a 15-minute bender, and every mother, every son of a, every person sends me the clip. Steve, look what Richard Wolf said. He's countering what you're saying. Oh, my God, we're on even footing about MMT. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. We're really not, okay? I, I couldn't hold a candle to Richard Wolf on workplace democracy. I'm just, he, that is his expertise. He is well-versed. He knows it inside and out. But the problem is Richard Wolf's writings over the last however long have talked about debt, fear, porn, national debt, raising taxes to pay for things, the country's bank. He said all of those dodo bird, right-wing, neoclassical things. And to acknowledge MMT in its proper light would invalidate a lot of his writing. And he would have to go back and change his books or acknowledge he was wrong. It takes a lot of whatever you want to say to make him or others. It's not just him. I'm just using him because that's what everybody's hero worship leads us to. But then you look over there at Jacobin Magazine and Matt Brunig. He, like, takes great pride in butchering MMT, butchering the job guarantee, butchering an understanding of taxation, literally intentional trolling. It's not even real. It's like a complete fucking troll. And this goes on across the spectrum. I mean, literally, if you go out there and you search what is wrong with MMT, I get every loser under the sun that never bothered one day to read a single MMT white paper, academic research, article from an MMT scholar, nothing. But the first minute they get a chance to find some shithole blog from a Bitcoiner or some investor-grade bullshit, a bond vigilante that thinks that by, but if MMT gets their way with zero interest rate policy, it's going to ruin my bond sales. We got to fight this MMT magic money tree thing. But they'll sit there and throw that at me like, see? There it is, man. MMT's a psyop, dude. MMT's wrong, dude. My dude. Right? It's fucking ridiculous. And it's shameful. And it's embarrassing. Because you're a human being. You should be better than that, right? You really should be better than that. You wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth and say, I'm not going to be better than that. I'm going to be a fucking loser and I'm going to go out there and fucking smash the keys and I'm going to put all this lies out there about MMT. What kind of person does that? I mean, say you wake up in the morning, you say, how can I, how can I say I'm a super big loser without actually saying I'm a super big loser? Oh, I'll put a bunch of uninformed critique out there. I'll send a bunch of bullshit articles around and say, see, see, that's the way you say I'm an idiot without actually saying, Hey, I'm an idiot. Right? So one of the big things here is after you've peeled back all these different motivations for why they are against MMT, and you realize that like almost none of them are done genuinely, they're all disingenuous bullshit. They're all protecting their soft underbelly. They're all smog forgetting about the scale, the hole in the stomach. 
that the arrow is going to go right through. See, they've had power in the universities forever. They've been able to dominate and control. But what did MMT do? MMT says, you're not going to publish us in your journals. You're not going to talk about us in mainstream media. We're going to take our case to the people. Now, thank God people are starting to get it, but there's still a lot of those soft in the belly kind of folks out there that kind of want to play it both sides. Well, I don't, I want to have friends everywhere. I don't want to be wrong. So I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with these Bitcoin people. I'm going to talk about it like that. Then I'm going to come over here and do this, but really, oh, can't we all just be friends? Can it all be true at the same time? No, no, it can't be. Can't be true at the same time. Sorry. Now what? Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep sharing the bullshit? Be part of the problem? Ultimately, be a murderer by proxy? Because ultimately, the more you delay us being able to have a Green New Deal, the more you delay us being able to eradicate student debt, the more you eliminate our ability to have universal health care beyond even Medicare for all. See, this is the scarcity narrative that all these groups don't want us to know about because that is what keeps us desperate. But you're playing into that when you when you share that shit. When you participate in that shit, you are part of the problem now. So what's your motivation for being part of the problem? I understand why all these other millionaires and billionaires don't want it, but what is your motivation for being part of the problem? Why do you play into that? Why do you sidle up to right-wing, libertarian-esque, fake leftists who don't know shit from Shinola about economics but feel compelled to constantly talk about debasing the currency? Why? See, I want to know what your motivation is for killing us all, for hurting us, for putting us in danger. I want to know what your reason is for being that person. Because the truth is that what is alluring about a libertarian? What is alluring about a selfishness? What is alluring about the lies that make you continue to watch three-hour-long podcasts by people talking about shitcoin. What is it about that? You want to be one of the people to get rich quick because you want to keep the investor class going because you want to be Silicon Valley Wall Street because you want to end bank. You want to do all these things. You want to fight the banks. You want to fight. But there you are supporting Silicon Valley oligarchs. That's what you're doing. What's your motivation? You want to get rich? You want to be one of them? You want, to, you want to class jump? You want to get out of the working class and go up there with them? You're an embarrassed millionaire waiting to happen? So I keep seeing land tax, and I love the land value tax, but the land value tax is typically executed at the state level. Having a national land value tax would be a tremendously challenging, if not impossible, thing. It's a single tax uh, prescription. And I love the land value tax. And let me tell you, what land value tax does is it prevents speculative ownership of real estate. You either have to improve that real estate, you have to sell that real estate, you have to live in that real estate. If that real estate isn't improved, if it's not being useful, you are going to get taxed to high heaven until you can't afford to keep your property anymore. And that will help fund local initiatives that will help do a bunch of things. So I'm a huge proponent of land value tax. It's a Georgist, sort of a pseudo-libertarian thing, right? But it's a single tax mindset because it tax land, it tax real wealth, it tax the real resources, not money so much as the real resource. 
and it prevents squatting. It prevents gouging. It prevents that rentier behavior. So I'm all about the LVT. I want to just say that right now up front. But I want to also say that that is not what we're talking about here. I love that. We I have a great podcast out there. Please check out the Macro and Cheese podcast. You'll find the land value tax with Richard Nymon and um. Oh my goodness, I'm screwing up his name, but check it out. There's a land value tax and macro and cheese. It's worth your time. But ultimately, you realize that the establishment is against MMT. And no, MMT was not done during the pandemic, so we understand. First things first, MMT says it's not money that is scarce. It's the real resources that are scarce. And so if you don't have the real resources, then you don't have the ability to produce and you will create inflationary pressures when you don't have the real resources. Well, what happened during the pandemic? We lost our supply chains. Our supply chains were wrecked. That's one part of the story. It wasn't just wrecked because people didn't, you know, want the supply chains to work. I mean, whole countries were blocked off from exporting. So very important things. What we did was we spread the production of all these devices, like the iPhone in like some 56 countries or 200 countries or some crazy thing, right? When you have a distributed supply chain, any one of those breaks in that supply chain, if you don't have redundancy and tertiary redundancy, et cetera, can really create problems. And we saw that with the, um, uh, the semiconductors that are used to build everything. I, people got shitty with me because I talked about PlayStation 5 because I was trying to relate to the younger crowd that buys this shit. But ultimately, it's not just PlayStation 5s. It's high-powered Cisco optical gear. It's high-powered photonics that work in uh, NASA and everything else. Folks, we are dealing with a supply chain issue that really, really can cause major problems. But then you look at what is going on with the petroleum industry. Why do you think the petroleum industry is not really jumping up for joy about this stuff. Well, they themselves like to control the, the narrative. And when they think that you've got more money to spend, they will raise the price of gas. That is not some natural rate of inflation. That right there is price gouging, my friends. That's nothing to do with printing money. And if you hear someone say printing money, you have my permission to drop the elbow of truth on them and say, we don't fucking print money anymore. It doesn't work that way. There is no pallets lined up in the, in the bank where some dude with a little rubber knocker and little little you know mask and everything, little hat like I've got on right here, goes in there, cracks the safe, and there's all these fat stacks of Benjamins laying in there. No. The U.S. government doesn't print money to spend at a later date. The government spends the money literally into existence. Oh, we got a new bill? Congress, you passed a bill? Yeah, president signed it? <coughs> yes? Okay, cool. So then what do they do? They go ahead and they keystroke those dollars into the right accounts and voila, it's done. How much cash is in the economy? Very, very little. There's been a huge war on cash where they've been just cutting it away because cash can't be tracked, whereas dollars can, the electronic digital dollars can. And so there's privacy issues there, et cetera. But by eliminating cash from the economy and just having a digital dollars, there's some knucklehead out there that will say, hey, we're, pre we're, we're putting more digital dollars than we have paper dollars to back it up. Oh, my God, we're all going to die. Stop it. The dollar is an inch or a pound. It's a unit of measure. Okay. So 
ultimately, why do they keep saying these things? The minute somebody uses the term printing money, it immediately conjures some really negative things. Oh, they're just going to print money. It'll cause inflation. Milton Friedman, the guy in the 70s, was very effective in poisoning us with red scare minded thinking about economics. And how many of you chuckleheads out there repeat that garbage? Well, they're just printing money. Of course, it'll cause inflation. It'll devalue the dollar. I'm so hip and cool. It'll devalue the dollar. You know, the Napoleon Dynamite. Girls like guys with skills. Lucky. Devalue. Debase. My neck beard. I don't have a neck beard. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's these lies. So the misinformation, what is the motivation for misinformation? What is the motivation for thinking the stupid things that are said by libertarians in the middle of the night that get 7 million views? Maybe what we have to do because people get sick. I don't get it, man. Maybe what we got to do is do clickbait titles. The Fed exposed. (laughs) Exposed. The lie exposed. Because we're so fucking juvenile that we need it's exposed. We've got inside knowledge of this thing. Got 20 million views. The real thing, the real thing that talks about it, got like, I don't know, 400 views. The actual truth has 400 views, but the fucking moronic lies get a trillion views. What the fuck? I was watching this conspiracy video the other night just because I was getting a kick out of it. It was a and a marine biologist who was looking for other marine biology lies out there, all the stories about the Marianas Trench and how the, the Megalodon could still be alive. And he talked to me, he says, first of all, Megalodon is a fucking surface dweller. It likes warm water, and it was an apex predator. If you get out of the bottom of the ocean, there's hardly anything but dirt. It's like miles of nothingness, miles of emptiness and, and just nothing. A a, a megalodon is not living on krill at the bottom of the ocean, folks. A megalodon would need to be in shallow waters around, poaching things off, picking them off where there's a lot of food. There's no food in the Marianas Trench. But this is the kind of shit. Millions of views. And he's sitting there looking. He goes, Jesus Christ. 15 million views of this video. 15 million views of that video. And then every, oh, let me tell you something, man. The Megalodon's real, man. Like, like girls like guys with skills. Yeah. Lucky. I don't know, nunchucks. I mean, you get these Napoleon Dynamite moments, neckbeard moments. He just makes you disgusted, doesn't it? And it's like, well, it shows that it could be true. They can't irrevocably prove. They can't. There's no way to disprove this. So it could be true, right? 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 Could be true, right? Oh, you're just stifling information, man. You're stifling information, dude. You know, we can be worse than the establishment sometimes. Some of the bullshit that comes out of our movement. And there's days where I look at this, I'm like, Jesus Christ, am I really part of a movement with these people? Some of these people are just putting shit out there and every... (gasps) But you get the truth out there. It's like, hmm. uh. 
amazing what people will do for a lie at the expense of the truth, isn't it? So the motivations for fucking MMT up, many and varied, but they're always self-interest. There's always something in it for them to butcher it. It's up to you to look out for what those interests are because MMT is just describing how it works. MMT doesn't say, hey, we will pay for Medicare for all because there's people out there right now in the name of MMT talking about a currency user, the states, paying for Medicare for all, which is not going to happen. It's not possible. Maybe a couple of states is not possible. And that is not MMT, my friends. Don't tie that shit to MMT. It ain't MMT. And if it fails, it would go down as a black eye on MMT. Like, hey, see, he said they were doing MMT and it failed. See, MMT failed. MMT sucks. And you know what? There it goes. That proves that socialism sucks, proves that healthcare sucks, because, you know, a currency-issuing state, oh, there is no such thing as a fucking currency-issuing state. Oh, so a currency-using state failed to deliver universal health care in Delaware, failed to deliver universal health care in Kansas, failed to deliver health care in Minnesota, failed to deliver health care in Wyoming and Alabama and Georgia and New York. Oh, shit. You see what I'm saying? This is why the misinformation must be destroyed, crushed with absolute precision. No equivocating. Because the cost of failure and the cost of these lies and the constant uphill battle to get alternative media even to activate its base and fight back is preventing us from surviving. And that's no joke. While they're chasing out to get theirs on Bitcoin tip, they're not chasing down a Green New Deal and they're not chasing down teaching people MMT. Occasionally, once every six months, let's have an MMT guy on say we covered it. Okay. Folks, I really want you to understand what I'm saying. I really want you to understand what I'm saying because I am so sick of clout chasing. I am so sick of people in their little echo bubble talking about things past their understanding. It's not that they shouldn't talk about it. It's just that when you're not the expert, you should ask for it. When you don't know, rather than send me an article of a critique of MMT, which I'm sure matters not, by the way, because most of the critiques have been said for 20 years and they're all wrong and they've been shot down, destroyed, but they keep coming up like freaking, you know, I don't know, herpes or something. So I'm here to tell you, every time you see a critique of MMT, chances are they've misrepresented it. Chances are they're not using real MMT scholarly documents. They're not using even MMT informed documents. They're finding some hater, some hater that says, yeah, magic money tree. And they're like, there you go. There you go. Big Brad. There you go. Shabang. Well, thank you very much. They're like giddy, man. Ooh, I found some negative shit about MMT. And you read it and it's like, it's just a big pile of shit. Why do you support these? Why do you hang out with people that do that shit? What possible reason would you hang out with someone that did that? They're not misguided. They're fucking us up. It, it, we're way past the point of just not knowing. We're at the point now where people are literally doing this for other reasons. And they're suspect. They're sus, dude. Totally sus, man. They're sus. They're so sus. They're sus. So stop taking that shit laying down. 
you know, that whole enemy of my enemy is my friend. Maybe sometimes, but not always, trust me. When you're standing in the way of life-saving legislation, and you know goddamn well this country is nowhere near ready for a real revolution, except for the right wing, by the way. Their guns, their militias, etc. they might be ready. They're more ready than the left, that's for sure, because the left is still busy chasing bitcoins. They're busy chasing ivermectin. They're not busy chasing class-based solutions to larger problems. They're getting caught up in the issue of the day shit. And there's no way to build from that. That's just the same thing as a pussy hat thing. Nothing different. The same pussy hat revolution. They sit there, they go to a parade, they have their selfies, they have their their cardboard things, they get the uh, t-shirt, they have the live stream, and then they go back to life on the uh, investor tip on Wall Street, checking their 401k, checking their portfolio. And yeah, a great point. Harry. Let's put Buttercup's comment up here real quick, because this is really, really super important here. Forgive me for taking a second. I am going to show this comment. Turkey has massive, massive foreign debt. Massive foreign debt. It is not MMT, folks. And not that MMT doesn't describe. MMT can describe why that's not MMT or not maximized MMT. Because MMT describes all economics, even bad economics. So get with the program. If you want to learn how the economy really works and you want to be a revolutionary, I'm not talking about just a mouthpiece. I'm talking about an actual, you want the working class to have the knowledge to be able to fight back and to build structures and institutions in parallel so that we can have consistent, strong ability to organize outside of the electoral process. You need to do some things that are very different than what we're seeing today. And with that, I'm going to get my ass back to work, folks. We're almost done. I got to do the normal potty break and then get back online. So with that, this Saturday, the reason why I chose the subjects, my guest will be Yeva Narcissian, who is an MMT scholar and a professor who writes a lot of stuff with L. Randall Ray or Randy Ray. And they talk about all the bullshit excuses and all the lies and the misrepresentations of MMT and all the people that say, yeah, we always knew MMT, Paul Krugman, Robert Reich, all the fools that lie out there. Those guys that we have the sweet little cherub love fest with, they break it down. So with that, I am Steve Grumbine. I am the Rogue Scholar. I hope you'll check out Macro and Cheese on Saturday mornings. It's You can download it anytime. It's not like a live event. It's just when we release the podcast. But we deal with real shit, fact-based shit, not fucking hair on fire conspiracies. And I know that you like James Bond, but damn it, there's enough Bond out there to last a lifetime. You want to watch Mission Impossible, something like that, go for it. But stop conflating that with politics and stop making our lives depend on your faulty knowledge. Let's start learning. Let's be better. Let's do better. Let's be revolutionary. So I'm going to be out of here right about Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash realprogressives.